0: Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 59 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are so glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including valuable eBooks, online training, and small group coaching. independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith.
1: Hey, good to be here once again.
0: Okay, enough about Donald Trump. jeez. <laughs> Instead, this week, we will discuss the top five achievements of the Biden-Harris administration since January 2021, analyzing their significance and the positive outcomes they have brought about. So number one, and these are not necessarily in any order. These are just the top five. Uh, there's more than five, but we're just doing five. Now, the Number one is the COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Keith, can you expound on that, please?
1: Sure. And like you said, it's not an order of importance. It's funny because now that the COVID scare is kind of receding, I probably should because there's mm-hmm. still things out there, which we, we almost forget probably on purpose of how how rough things were and how tough things were right. when COVID first hit. And but we need to uh, actually really, it's very important to point out all the things that the Biden administration did to to ameliorate the situation right. and make sure that people were OK, that and that it receded. And so what the Biden administration, as we said, the Biden-Harris administration, they inherited a nation grappling with the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, that wasn't the only thing they inherited, but their decisive action and commitment to public health have been instrumental in curbing the spread of the virus. The administration set an ambitious goal of administering 100 million vaccine doses within their first 100 days in office, which they not only achieved, but surpassed. The administration's efforts have not only saved lives, but have also paved the way for the reopening of businesses, schools, and return to normalcy. And again, I just want to emphasize how important that is because we all remember the day we were watching the shows and it was just watching how many folks had died today. Right. And every day it was just, it was another... Facebook was like an you know, obituary. Every maybe. time. Was, every, we all knew people who had died and we got extremely sick. On the news, it was a daily count mm-hmm. of how many thousands, hundreds of thousands had died and the tally kept going up. But also... All remembering all the businesses that just shut down, right. and today we we all know some never recovered. Right, some exactly. businesses never came back. But the what the Biden Harris administration was able to do, because in the midst of the pandemic, the forecast of what, how bad it was going to be and how long it was going to last. If, if those forecasts had held, right. we would still be right. in, in the middle of, of a very tough situation. But they were able to get us out much quicker than what was anticipated. Right. And because yeah. we tend to have such short memory these days, we don't look back. Right. But that that's really important because at the time, it looked like the, the economy could almost just shut down. shut down. And
0: what we also have to remember, because as you know, if if you've been listening to us and reading about us, we're always contrasting what the Democrats are doing for the people versus what the Republicans are doing against the people. And we have to remember, when the former guy was in office, he went against what Dr. Fauci said, he went against what all of the (laughs) medical, what the medical specialists did, and he said, oh, inject yourself with bleach and you'll be fine. And so the, the part about returning us to normalcy, it took a while, but the whole Biden administration, Biden-Harris administration, that's what they've been doing, is returning us to normal normalcy. And um, I always tell people, my father was an infectious diseases specialist. He went into that field in the 1940s because in the 1930s, when he was a teenager, two of his older sisters died of tuberculosis. One got, one got it and gave it to the other, and they both died. So infectious diseases were always on his mind. So when the vaccines came out, I wasn't one of these people who was scared about what it was and and, and it came out so suddenly. No, it didn't. It had been decades of research, including some probably by my father, that led up to this. So getting people and getting people to get vaccinated and the fact that the vaccinations were free. And easy to get.
1: That's the thing I think that's so important is mm-hmm. that you, people take it for granted right. now. But these vaccines, uh, they were free. Mm-hmm. And the difference that that made of people being able to get vaccines for free. Right. But also, again, the disinformation campaign. Right. I mean, I'm not, as they say on com- commercials, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. But I I really wondered, I wish at some point, I don't know if any research has been done into this. But I always felt like in the very early phases, before we had the vaccine, right. if everyone had kept on the mask, right, like right. was being recommended, that everybody get get the mask, and then not just mask, but the the, the, the certain kind of mask, eventually. yeah, yeah, the N ninety five, N ninety five, that wasn't it. initially, but then that came out later. That right. was the best mask to have if people had done that, right? I mean, instead of t- saying that the masks were necessary and doing all everything else, I don't, th- I mean it would have been shut down much earlier, seems right. to me, because that they were saying, just keep the masks on. And right. if we had the masks on, it wouldn't have spread Once it got to the point where so many people were refusing to wear masks, then it got to the point where you had to have the vaccine. And then right. the vaccine wasn't shutting it down. I mean, eventually now it's come somewhat under control. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like if everyone had just done...
0: But that, again, that's what the Republicans right. fought against. They right. fought against wearing masks. Right. And at the very beginning... And then we're going to go on to number two, because we can talk about this all day. At the very beginning, it was the medical professionals who were treating people that needed that PPE, personal protection equipment. And so Jared Kushner and and the Trump administration tried to make people buy that. And the governors of the states, including our own state of Michigan, literally had to fight fight each other to get the PPE for the medical professionals and they needed it first because they were the ones that were you know right on the front lines and so, Jared and, and so Garrett, Garrett Kushner was trying to get them to buy them from him, and he wanted to get them only to the red states and not to the blue states. Right. It was all political. It was horrible.
1: Yeah, it was a terrible thing. It really was. It was, it was, it was a for-profit It, it made it into a for-profit
0: and only for red states, right. only for people who like Trump. Right. He didn't even want to give it to blue states. Right. And our state of Michigan and even Maryland, which is a blue state with a Republican governor, Larry Hogan, he actually used state money to Lease a plane to go to Asia to get this PPE for his people in Maryland. I mean, it was horrible. Right. And so with the Biden administration, Biden-Harris administration, they finally, you know, got it to everybody and made sure that um, it was free. The masks were free. You could order masks and have them delivered. Here in Detroit, they would even come to your house to vaccinate right, you. Right, I remember Okay. That. And because Keith got one of his vaccinations, they came right here to the house. Right. But and we were one of the lucky ones because we had a car. We just drove downtown, got the vaccination, came back home Mm. for free. Right. And so uh, all of that, again, all that was uh, I I just say that because we're still we're still feeling the effects Mm. of of what happened with COVID. It's not over yet. And the the ramifications are not over. Right. Okay, moving to number two. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The American Rescue Plan. And as you know, President Biden took office in January of 2021. In December of 2020, Trump said, oh, I'm going to give everybody $600. And he did that, but it was delayed because he wanted his name on the checks. So that $600 that he said, I'm going to give to everybody, of course, that's our money. Of course, government money, all government money is our money. was even delayed for about three weeks so that they could have his name printed on the check. But then in March of 2021, the American Rescue Plan Gave everybody, everybody, including uh, individuals and businesses and things like that, money to get them through. Like we said, mm-hmm. the, the uh, businesses were closed, the schools were closed, and things like that. And I'll keep this quick. But the plan really helped jumpstart the economy. But on the other hand, because so much money was going into the economy, it also raised inflation for a while. Because so much money was coming in. Mm-hmm. But f- people who lost their jobs, businesses who had to close temporarily, that money was important. And... As a business, as as someone who runs her own business, I was able to get my adjusted gross income down below the cutoff date. And so I got a check for $1,400. And luckily, we didn't need to pay bills like a lot of people did. So we used our money. At least I used that $1,400. I spent it in my local economy. That was the whole point. And so I spent it. I'm not going to say we're just different businesses right around here in Detroit to help them get through this with that $1,400. So oh, that's very, very important. So that was number two, the American Rescue Rescue Plan. Okay, number three was the Invest <laughs> this is funny, the in- Infrastructure <laughs> Investment and Jobs yeah. Act.
1: Keith. And after the this is so funny because all these Republicans who voted against it, but now time to take credit for it. Right, just as, right. And this is not the first time they've done that. After the Republicans voted down President Biden's Bill Back Better Program, the Biden Harris administration championed the Infrastructure Invest Investment and Jobs Act on this historic legislation passed in November 2020 in 2021 as i said it was zero republican votes it allocated 1.2 trillion dollars to re- rebuild and modernize the nation's roads nation's roads bridges ports broadband networks and public transportation systems it's a running joke with president biden that the former guy kept promising that programs to improve our infrastructure would be coming in two weeks not a single infrastructure plan was completed during during the previous administration. Mm-hmm. Yet Republicans are showing up for groundbreaking events. This program is implementing. It's hilarious that President Biden is calling out those hypocritical Republicans, and, and signs are going up that a particular local project is brought to you by President Biden. And that is just, it is just it just shows. Number one, that the Republicans—they have absolutely no shame, right, right—because they they're always trying to play both sides of the road, mm-hmm. and also shows that they're very clear on—they know these programs are successful, right? They and know they and popular. They know they're good. So what they what they try to do is play to their base, not vote on, so they can't go on the records. List. They say I didn't vote for it. Then it comes there, mm-hmm. comes to their neighborhood, they jump in front of the sign. And say, look at what this is doing for my our community, and this is such a great thing. Right. And but fortunately, as just President Biden and his team, we're well, you know, very sharp team, very sharp campaign people on the team are making sure that the com- are going directly to this community, right, right. and letting them know where this came from and that their legislator right. voted against it right. because exactly. as we go into as a Pam, and I have talked about, and that's why Pam said at the, top, at the very top of the program, "Enough about the other guy. Let's right. talk about what Biden is doing." Because, and I, and his, it's obvious that his team recognizes this. Because when people are hearing nothing but Trump, Trump, this, this all the time about, and arguably it's a big news story. I mean, right. no doubt about it, it's historic. Right. But what cannot be buried underneath that. Is exactly what what President Biden has done. When you start talking about what this act has done, the infrastructure investment act, you forget. Just like when he, when when uh, President Obama passed the health care act, right. and 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 uh, Biden said it's a BFD, right? Was well, this? And I think Obama actually he did. He tweeted, to, to Biden, right. this is a BFD." Right? He, <laughs> he, Obama <laughs> did that
0: this week uh, because uh, uh, on Wednesday was the one year anniversary of the of That's uh, it. And, and uh, Obama <laughs> Obama sent uh, uh, Biden. Uh, when I listening to it, make yeah, it was a, a tweet, was yeah. it a tweet yeah. Yeah. saying that yeah, this isn't a BFD. Yeah. Because when, he when, and Biden
1: he, said, thanks, Obama.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. He said, thanks, Obama. Because it was a hot mic when, when, yeah. <laughs> uh, when uh, uh, Biden was standing there next to Obama mm-hmm. who was getting ready to announce. And he didn't
1: say BFD. <laughs> no,
0: he, didn't. he said the whole thing out right. And it was a uh, getting ready to uh, talk about the um, Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. And so Biden whispered in Obama's ear, not knowing that the mic was mm-hmm. on, and said, this is a big effing F- F- deal. And he, uh, and he said, effing out loud. Yeah. And Obama, you know, you had to keep a straight face. But now BFD is,
1: is a badge of honor. honor. And, pe- and everybody is seeing what it's doing because these are things that people need. we right. talked about there have been more than enough stories, again, that, You know, they always fall under the radar, but the, the roads, the bridges, the infrastructure has been falling apart for the longest and it's not just they're being repaired but the jobs right. that this provides for the people in those communities are exactly. rebuilding they're building all these
0: they're bringing in all this uh, investment from overseas they're bringing all that back and it's so funny because the Republicans are running around saying oh this is socialism this is communism Nikki Haley these are communist programs blah 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene said what is Biden trying to do he's trying to be FDR and LBJ well yeah, oh, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what he's trying yeah. to yeah. do because they said the same thing when when FDR oh, same thing during the Depression and, and, and had all these all these government programs that gave not only did it build things like dams and bridges and all that kind of thing, but it gave people jobs during the Depression. And the the right wing was saying the exact same thing. This is socialism. This is communism. And uh, the same thing with LBJ with the Medicare and Medicaid Act. Oh, no, Medicare came in the the, the 30s also. But Medicaid came in the 60s with LBJ. And realizing that Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid have kept people, especially seniors, out of poverty because when you're a senior and you get two or three thousand dollars a month, that is that saves your life. Right. That saves your life. But these but these wealthy people who who get you know a hundred you know get ten and twelve and fifteen twenty five thousand dollars a month, they don't understand that. And th- and
1: a, and also what they don't understand is that. Is because they keep on wanting to say they want people to stand, quote unquote, on their own two feet. That they don't. That the government government handouts, mm-hmm. and what they don't understand is that this supports the entire economy. The economy, and that, right? That when when other other countries have healthcare that is virtually free, when you have a healthy population, right. people don't have to spend every last dime trying to get a medication. Right. That's good for the entire. They cannot wrap their minds around the concept that when you help somebody else. You're helping a yeah. lot of people. It's not just help, and and there's nothing wrong with helping somebody, right? And they and and,
0: and, and Medicaid is for lower income people, right. But Social Security and Medicare, we have pay, that's an insurance policy. It's not a government handout. That's just like your car insurance or your house insurance. We've been paying these premiums through our paychecks all of our talking,
1: lives. Right? Well, that's exactly. That's, so
0: it's not a government handout. Hand what I'm payday. saying, but
1: that, that's the way they portray. That's the way they portray that's it. They always portray it, you know, as and, entitlements and things right, like that. Right.
0: And so we're gonna have to go on because, like I said, we can talk <laughs> about this all day. But now a word from our sponsor, a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including valuable e-books, online training, and small group coaching, specifically to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. And you can find out more at our website, teamowensgcc.com. Okay, on to number four. Oh, boy. (laughs) Climate change mitigation and clean in, in, in energy initiatives. Now we have just seen people are still not it hasn't been two weeks since the wildfires in Maui, okay and the wildfires were started well there's a lot of reasons why they got so bad, but there was a hurricane that was going that was actually 500 miles south of Mali and they thought it was just going to pass over. Well no, because of the strength of the of the hurricane. It came up to the island and the and, and the strength of that, those winds and the, f- the fact that they, uh, uh, Maui had been going through a drought and, and they were near power lines, that's what started the wildfires. We've always had wildfires in the entire history of the world, but not like this. If that hurricane had continued on into the Pacific Ocean, we would not have had this problem. If, there ha- if, if Maui had not been in a drought for several months, because of climate change, they wouldn't have been so bad. If um, they, they didn't clear the native plants, to put in non-native plants that were more flammable, it wouldn't have been this bad. And so, and, and even right now, as we're, as we're recording this, there's a hurricane called Hurricane Hillary, that's what it's <laughs> saying. It's going to hit Los Angeles and San Bernardino, California, like in the next couple of days. OK, and somebody said in some parts of the country, you can prepare for a hurricane like Florida and, and with your eyes closed because they occur so frequently. They don't hurt like that. Do not, not occur Los in Angeles. California, not, not in California. And so it's really worrying. Meanwhile, further north, up in British Columbia in Canada, they are still having wildfire problems and they've been having them for months and months and months. And of course. That affects the air quality and everything down here in the States because the, the, the uh, boundaries are just what we set are the boundaries. And so when when we try to when we say that the Biden-Harris administration is working hard with climate change, even though the Republicans want to keep them, um, they want to deny that climate change even exists. They want to keep America on fossil fuels rather than on wind and solar energy and electric cars and things like that. And so, first of all, the the Biden Harris administration—we and we always put them together because they are a team. Biden Harris—they rejoined the Paris the Paris Agreement for global climate change, and because Trump had taken us out of the Paris Agreement. Republicans said, "Paris? We're not in Paris. What do you need the Paris Agreement for?" They're so they they're so ignorant, and I think they're ignorant on purpose. Okay, and so. The Paris Agreement committed the United States to ambitious greenhouse gas reduction targets. And they demonstrated America's renewed equip- commitment to global client um, action and reestablished the uh, nation, America, as a leader in the fight against climate change, even though the Republicans are trying to do just the opposite. And also, the uh, administration's clean Energy initiatives are driving innovation, creating jobs in the renewable industry se- sector, energy sector, energy sector. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing jobs and making all these plants and, you know, our plants where people get jobs and all that. And they're going to and they're going mostly to red states. They're going mostly to red states. Michigan's getting a lot of it, but it's going mostly to red states. So while these republicans, <laughs> this is communism, they're the, they're the ones who are getting the benefits of this. OK, both in tax and taxes from businesses and in jobs for their people. And like I said, the Republicans and especially people like West Virginia, Democratic senator for now, Joe Manchin, they're trying to downplay the initiative and keep America depending on fossil fuels. And if you study stuff like I do, this is the same thing that happened when cars came into 150 years ago when people started buying cars. And, and people think, well, the people, the, the, the horse people, horse people are going to be out of jobs for making horseshoes. Well, yeah. And it took a while for there to be enough gas stations nationwide to make to make owning a car and traveling in a car um easier and it's taking a while but this this act is also putting in more um electrical where where you, where you go and plug mm-hmm. in your car just like you go to the gas station, plug in your car to uh have have the electricity mm-hmm. more to, stations yeah mm-hmm. more more charging, sta- stations. charging stations, that's what they're called right. And there are even tax benefits. If we bought an electric car right now, we could have a tax benefit. If we had a, somebody come to our house and install a, a charger right next to our garage, mm-hmm. we would still have to pay for it, but we wouldn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> We'd have to pay for it, but then it would be a tax benefit that mm-hmm. we could take off our taxes. And then we could plug it in at night, and in the morning we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the same thing with businesses. Are uh, they're, they're putting in more electrical stations so when people go to work, they can plug in their car. Plug in plug in their car while they're at work, and then it's tapped up for when they go home. And so, but but those are the things that the Republicans are, are trying not to have. And this will be clean energy over, overall because the, the fuel emissions are some of the biggest um contributors to the grass, greenhouse gases and climate change.
1: And it's you can't deny it, right? Anymore. And they have and they're the trying government, to, though, right? They're, they're still trying to, but fewer and fewer when you mm-hmm. start to see as you said, Canada burning right. and, and hurricanes in California. And I think we mentioned before, I mentioned before when we were having stories, of course, of polar bears not being defined right. in the ice flows, but people could still look and say, well, that's way over there. Right. Or is that really true? Or is right. that, if, you know, whether or not they're, they're seeing, the, are these videos being altered? Is right. this picture right. being changed? But when you start having your house burned down right next to you, right. or when you start having these kind of fires in Hawaii, in and Maui and that mm-hmm. which you've never seen before, right? And, and that
0: those wildfires in Maui are the worst and the deadliest fire wildfires in, in American history. In, terms of, in
1: deadliest, De- right. And right. Deadliest. Right. deadliest, right, 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 and
0: the biggest in, in over 150 years. Right,
1: right. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's just terrifying.
0: And because it came so fast, and this is what people are saying: Well, we weren't notified and all that kind of thing that it was coming. And there were two reasons. Number one, it came so fast. And the the, the uh, person, the, the the man who was in charge of emergency notification or whatever, he he resigned on Thursday because on Wednesday he was trying to defend his his decision not to run the sirens. Right, and, and you can see it both ways. He said that most people are are acclimated when the sirens when they hear the sirens they think there's a tsunami coming, so they run inland, and so they would have run to the fires. But other people say, well, if if he had the sirens, at least people would have gone outside to see what was
1: going on. And then they would know that there was a fire. So it goes both ways. Well, I, it's it's a thing where at this point, predictably, Mm-mm. it's about blame. When, well, oh something, yeah. Yeah, when something like this happens, and that's not to say there isn't somebody to blame. Okay, for sure. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a fault, but when something this big happens, they've got to find somebody to, to blame. Right. But the the real issue, as you and I have been pointing out, is the climate change. Right. Like were it not for climate change, this bar wouldn't have even happened. There right, wouldn't have right. been a need for any siren to blow. This thing would never have happened. Right, exactly. You exactly. Know, so you, we can argue about who turned on the sirens, who didn't turn on mm-hmm, the sirens. Mm-hmm. And it, I understand their need to find, if, try and see if they can rectify it. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to, but the what we really need to do is to see these things don't happen In again. Right,
0: right. It is because of climate change. And I'm not a meteorologist, so I'm just mm-hmm. parroting what I hear on TV. There's something that's above the, the atmosphere above the atmosphere that heats up this air that causes it to turn. And so if that hurricane had not turned towards Maui and it kept on going, there wouldn't have been any fires. So we have to keep that in mind. And so last, number five, restoring diplomacy and rebuilding alliances. As you know, the former guy, it was all America first, and I'm going to bully all the rest of these countries. They got to pay me more money, blah, 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 blah. And we don't care about any other country, oh we only care about America. But the Biden-Harris administration has placed a strong emphasis on restoring diplomatic relations and rebuilding alliances around the world. And they're doing that with allies and making partnerships and things like that. Just this week, the last couple of days, August 17th and 18th, President President Biden welcomed Japanese Prime Minister Kishida and the Republic of Korea, that's South Korea, President Yoon, to an historic trilateral summit at Camp David. This is the first ever standalone summit of those three leaders from the United States and Japan and the South Korea, and the first summit of foreign leaders at Camp David during the Biden Harris administration. And this is really important because Camp David, when you have leaders at Camp David, that's a big deal, a BFD. Okay, and that's why this is the first one that Biden has had. The former guy actually invited the Taliban to Camp David, okay. And ever since Jimmy Carter, the town of the Camp David is supposed to bring bring people together. That's why it was all three of them. And South Korea and Japan have had decades of fighting with each other. And so the fact to bring them together and not screaming at each other, that's a BFD. And we have to let people know about this, let people remember about this. And what's what they what they agreed upon is to have an alliance. Biden, of course, brought brought NATO back together. That he has like four or five different alliances in what they call the Indo-Pacific region, the, with with Australia and New Guinea and and New Zealand, and then India and and all, and they're all in separate partnerships. But it's. More than half, more than half the world's population is in that That's area to counteract China, and to counteract China because China is just stomping at the bit to take over t- Taiwan, mm-hmm. and then of course North Korea and South Korea, are having, mm-hmm. and every time you turn around, North Korea is testing some more missiles and all of that, and so they they, they actually have set up the three of them, South Korea, Japan, United States, have set up um, like a, a hotline telephone so they can... Right. confer immediately if something's going on. And
1: also because China has been, although they've been pulling back because of what's happened in the war in Ukraine. Right. But with partners, they were kind of exploring this in my partnership with Putin. Right, exactly. In Russia, which is a big, so, but now they're kind of backing away right. because that that's failing, but also because of their ventures in Africa. Right. And that's not something else that the Biden-Harris administration has been doing, has been deba- basically off. Lack of a better term, offering incentives for right. them not to fall for the bait for China. Exactly, because China's been exactly. making in Africa for a long, for a time. long, long
0: time. And so, since Biden has been president, the United States is once again viewed as a reliable and collaborative global partner. And he's been working hard on this. And of course, the Republicans are saying, "You know, he's doing the wrong thing." They always say he's doing the wrong thing. But President Blinken, President President <laughs> Biden, and Secretary of State Blinken are working so hard on the international front. I don't, I don't even know when. Secretary say Blinken never goes home. Every day he's in a different country, it seems like. But many countries are also very worried about what would happen to all of these partnerships and all this hard work if Trump is re-elected in 2024. And they say that every single time. When you get a glimpse of the question and answers with the press, a press conference after one of these initiatives, that was always a question from some reporter from another country. What will happen if Trump is re-elected? And so because they know that he'll he'll throw all he'll scrap all those partnerships. He'll say if you want us to work with you, you got to pay us some money. And he'll go back to his America first, of, you know, and bullying all the other countries. And then you know, they know it's coming up. So this is these are the five things that we want you to keep track to, pay attention to. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And so turn off Trump, even though we have to keep keep a watch, but stop making him the number one news story. Make the, only- the number one news story with the Biden and Harris administration is doing right.
1: Also, one one real quick thing I want to add about the international also as afraid understandably, as mm-hmm. some of these c- countries are, are nervous, I should say, about right. what happens if the other guy is re-elected. But you notice that does not stop them entering into the partnership. Right, exactly. they're, they're not holding back saying, well, this might not work. Right, so the, right. they're, they're, they're entering very strongly into these partnerships. Right, so they're, right. so they're p- place, placing their bets you know. with, with person Right,
0: right. And it's so funny because the last time the the uh, the prime Minister, the president of South Korea was here, he wasn't at Camp David, but he was at, a, at some kind of mm-hmm. conference at, at mm-hmm. the White House. And he took the mic and started singing, Bye-bye, Miss American right. Pie. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, he had everybody cracking that up. Familiar. But that's how much he respects America. Mm-hmm. And so um, they, these things are very, very important. So that's all for this week. But a reminder, when you upgrade your Substack subscription, to a paid level at just $5 a month, man. Mm-hmm. You really help to support us on a financial uh, level. You can also benefit us by visiting our website to see what you what we can offer you with our valuable products and services in the Branding and Marketing Academy. Our website is teamowens313gcc.com and the Detroit Stories Quarterly magazine can be purchased at Detroit <laughs> detroitstoriesquarterly.com We'll be back next
1: week. Yep, see you next week.